0: 1700 KBGG, Trent Conant and myself with you for another hour, and then we'll take a couple of days off, uh, as most of you will as well, before we reconvene on Monday. Coming up here just momentarily, Scott Dockman, ten. By the way, the Hawks have won. Uh, they will not leave the Cayman Islands without that uh, W. They won, and they covered, Trent, is what you said. Yes. So, so even better for you, right? Yes. Where you sit. What was the final? 95 uh, ninety-five, eighty-five. I believe. it won by 10. Bohannon, 30. Cook, 27 was last report. What 29
1: is what he 29 finished. He finish a couple it. of free throws late. Very nice. Those two guys go like that. I was going to win some basketball games. So,
0: are we back on the bandwagon? Well,
1: not quite. Beating UAB in the seventh place game of the Cayman Island Classics, not quite. But well,
0: I scrape my knees falling off of it. I can. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just be just as glad to get back on. Hey, just real quick before we get Scott Dockerman, mm-hmm. get the hour. Scott Dockerman, Bama Bob, and then Mitch Holtis. A tweet from Jacob Park. And for those of you not on Twitter, for those of you on Twitter, obviously you can go see it, read it yourself. But um, for those of you who aren't. The uh, Cyclone quarterback uh, tweeted that life's uh, this. uh, I'm going to read it for you uh, verbatim. Life's about making mistakes. It's also about trying to be great. Don't let failure ever scare you away. Dream it and go live it. Don't let anyone get you down enough to make you give up on your dreams. Keep your head up and keep pushing forward. Hashtag DFG. Hashtag trust the process. That's one thing for the tweet. Mm -hmm. But in the comments following... He actually is conversing with Iowa State fans who are wishing him the best, at least oh, yeah. he was. And this came out within the last hour. Um and a couple of I mean, very quickly, Iowa State fans, you know, it's it's their want to do. Um, you know, we got your back, just yeah. get better, yeah. that type of thing, right? And he responded to a couple of them. Thank you for your support, Cyclone fans. Uh uh, this was an awesome day. Can't wait to bring joy to others. Never been better. Thanks. Thanks. That's great to hear. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well. Enjoy the holidays with your family. Those those were all responses from Jacob Park. So if you're not on Twitter, um, there's, there's Jacob Park News. Yeah. yeah, you know what? Hashtag trust the process. That's what, yep. you know, that's one of their monikers up there. Makes you wonder, right? I thought that this I thought he's never going to play at Iowa State again. I still don't. Well, I'm not saying that this tweet yeah. says he is, but, right. eh, you know,
1: some positivity at yeah, the end absolutely. of it. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, good to see
0: him kind of resurface. And, and when Cyclone fans responded to him, he yeah. didn't you know, shy away from Twitter and, and actually got back to a number of them. And on the other side,
1: uh, Cyclone fans very supportive. After the loss to Louisiana Lafayette, Jordan Bohannon tweets out, "Relax." That. Yeah, and the comments were not nearly no, as positive. No, no,
0: we're near as, it didn't go well. it? it's different, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Cyclone and Hawkeye fans, we're all
0: Iowans, mm-hmm. but there is a difference. Oh, he's still on Twitter now. This is his latest. I found peace in my silence, but I've been silent for too long. So Jacob Park is um, reemerging from where, wherever he was, and I, I don't claim to know, and I don't need to know. Uh, But good for him that hopefully he's uh, he's got his uh, whatever it was that was ailing him. uh, He's put that behind him. Scott Dockerman momentarily. Hawks have won. We will talk basketball with Dockett into the football as well. Um, Maybe as little buzz around a finale uh, against a, air quote, rival, uh, as we've seen since this game was put on the schedule. What, back when was Leaders' Legend? 2,000... I think 11, I could be mistaken, but I think 2011. Let's get Scott Dockerman in here. Land at 10, Doc, joins us. Doc, first of all, uh, on behalf of Trent uh, and myself, uh, happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. How are you, Scott Dockerman? Hey, great. Thanks so much, and same to you guys. Well, Hawk fans got a little joy, at least early. The basketball team that had really struggled, Scott, we'll start with uh, men's basketball before, you know, moving on to uh, preview Friday a little bit. A much-needed victory, and two of their guys that they're really going to need, Jordan Bohannon puts up 30, Tyler Cook 29. Uh, It wasn't the game that everyone thought that they would be seeing. See, that is the 7-8 game in this tournament. Uh, But nonetheless, nice to get a win, especially considering the previous two days.
2: Yeah, they had to. They had to put this up, and you know they had some, you know, good scoring because the first game was so rough. At least the, the first uh, half, where they scored only seventeen against Louisiana, which isn't a bad team, and and in yesterday's loss, which you look statistically and you're thinking, you know, it's not that bad of a game, but you know they had a lot of turnovers that turn into points. So I think getting a win, at least leaving there, they know that they've got a ton to work on. A lot of the same things as last year this time defensively. Um, so I, I think they're, you know, at least they're, they're coming back with a smile on their face rather than, man, we went down there and got beat three straight, but th- they have a lot of work to do. And, uh, I, I think I'm concerned for them that, um, uh, this year they, they've got an uphill road if they want to, you know, go anywhere in March.
1: Yeah, and you know, for all the talk, and I was up at the forefront of that about the non-conference schedule, right behind you. <laughs> this is now the stretch that was difficult. It was supposed to be Cincinnati tonight, you come home, you have to go to Virginia Tech, you got the two Big Ten games in three days. Next Thursday then, it's Iowa State, the Thursday following that. This is a stretch that's supposed to be difficult. Is there enough positivity here to think that Iowa can get on a little bit of a run, or still too early to see with that?
2: No, I'm not going to give them any positivity when it comes to that. I mean, they're going to have to earn their way there. I yeah.
1: mean,
2: you know, to go to Virginia Tech, that's not an easy place. They uh-huh. were in the tournament last year. I saw them lose there. Um, oh, gosh, this was a while ago when Marble was there as the point guard. I was going stuff. to say and,
0: probably about five years ago maybe, Doc. Yeah. I remember you being there.
2: Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, you know, Penn State's had a really nice run to start the season. They blew out Pittsburgh. They're coming to Iowa City. Iowa, I think, I don't know, they've won like 12 straight at home against Penn State, but still, you know, uh, Indiana going there, even though Indiana's played poorly to start this year, that's not an easy place to play. And, of course, we know Iowa State names. So that's that's going to be, doesn't matter if both teams stink or if both teams are in ranked, which we've seen both scenarios over the last 10 years, um, it's going to be, uh, you know, a, a really hard-fought game. So I think this team has potential to grow and get better and, and compete against some good teams. But, um, you know, to see them lose to Louisiana and South Dakota State, an individual loss you can kind of look look past maybe and say, okay, they got beat that day. Two losses in a row back-to-back, uh, There's there's a lot of concern, I think.
0: Uh, I'm, I'm guessing Doc and, and you too Trent that when when the team boarded the plane for the Cayman Islands, uh, they, when they are looking ahead to who's going to make the tournament team, Isaiah Moss wouldn't have been that name, right? And, and he's the uh, representative from the Hawks. He was all tournament, huh. so good to see Isaiah Moss uh, taking some positive steps forward, Doc.
2: Man, he's uh, I think he's played the best all year. When I was watching him, you know, in the first couple of games, you know, against subpar competition, so hard to get a gauge but i just want to watch it's almost like watching the ptl you just want to see how do they perform in different situations and um i i think the sky's the limit for him personally i I mean he's got to defend and he's got to defend a lot better than what he is but offensively he is a game changer because he's he's big at, at his size you know he's he's about marbles height maybe a little shorter but he's wider and more physical and and he can really has a mid-range game and can attack the rim and do all the things you want him to do. And, and so I think he, he's got the potential to go from being last year a starter who could, who could do good things inconsistently, now to being a very good player on a consistent basis. And if he can get his defense figured out, um, he could be uh, a, a first-team all-Big Ten player you know, long-term.
1: Speaking of inconsistency, the Iowa football team will Jeez. conclude their regular nice season
0: segue, against
1: yeah. Nebraska Black Friday. Doc, uh, very simply, what do you expect to see? Because Ken and I have talked this week. Who wants We're... it more? Yeah.
2: <laughs> or who wants it least? <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, seriously, I've I batted around a million different times, um, you know, a million different ways on how to pick this game because... When you watch the teams play and, and execute, Iowa is the better team, and it's not close. It should be a, a doubled-up type of score, you know, 34-17 or something like that because Nebraska's defense is so bad. I mean, they're one hundred ninth, or if it feels like it, no. <laughs> you know, they, they give up 199 yards rushing in like each it. of the last five games in the Big Ten and 400 against the uh, – uh, you know Minnesota. See that tells me in like, vamp You know a team like Iowa should just smash them. However, I, I also with my own two eyes have watched Iowa's offense the last two weeks, and there are times when I'm going, I don't know if I could pick them against anybody, and, then, and especially in the seven-on-seven scrimmage. So I just you know you only wonder the you know which one is going to show up. I think in that situation you tend to go with you know the better more physical team, and that's probably Iowa. I like Iowa's chances of throwing the football, you know, as long as the receiver can get open and actually catch it. Uh, but that said, you know, if, if, they, if I were Nebraska, I would just throw everything at the line of scrimmage, try to stop the run, and take your chances with the pass because the receivers have shown that they can't do anything with the ball unless it's, it's um, air-mailed to them and, and dropped nicely. So um, if, I, and if it gets close and it's in the third quarter and it's a tie game, you know, then hey, pride kicks in and who knows what can happen from then on out.
0: Mm. Talk, last thing for before we let you go. Do you remember and this was another show that I was on, but you remember this conversation clearly, I'm guessing, from you know, a few months back, when it was announced that this game was going to be relegated uh, to fs1 and the angst that was out there i mean giving up abc in the national spotlight and will people know where fs is where fs1 is uh, this is where this game belongs doc i mean fox sports business channels busy uh, but fs1's probably probably where this game belongs
2: yeah it does i mean it's
0: you know but that said
2: you know i mean i remember at the time i was kind of arguing the other side but hey you know this is what fox wants to do wants to build a brand up with fs1 and make it a a, you know an important channel it's just you know both sides have have really struggled and you know in, in recent weeks especially and you know they nobody expected nebraska to fall completely out of bowl contention you know at this point in the year and 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 for iowa you know you you know especially the way they played against ohio state you thought you'd have a really good audience but now it's just going to be, you know, hey, two border teams. It's kind of like uh, Missouri playing Arkansas. I mean, two, you know, one team completely out of it, the other one mm-hmm. six and five and, and playing for, you know, a bold spot. So maybe, uh, you know, Arkansas and, and Nebraska should meet in like some sort of, you know, feel sorry for ourselves bowl in Kansas City and Iowa and Missouri maybe in the – Music City Bowl, that would, I think that, that would make more sense long-term.
0: No doubt about it. Happy Thanksgiving, shot Dockerman. We'll catch up with you next week. You'll pick your brain on where the Hawks are going bowling. We will know at that point what their regular season uh, record ends up like. Thank you, Doc. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving to you guys, too. Good Thanks to talk so to you. Yep, talk to you later. Scott Dockerman, Land of Ten. Bama Bob is here next. College football conversation. We've got more of it coming up following this timeout. Trent and I are here noon to 2 talking local sports with you on 1700 KBGG.
3: 1700 KBGG brings you Westwood One coverage of the NFL all season long through the Super Bowl.
1: There are over a 1,000 pets in need right now at the ARL, and during the month of November, your donation
3: will be matched dollar for dollar up to $100,000 thanks to an amazing offer in memory of Dorothy Cheney Green. You will double your impact, giving twice as many animals a second chance. Take advantage of this wonderful matching opportunity at arl-iowa.org match or by calling 515 473 9107. That's ARLIowa.org backslash match or by calling 515 473 9107.
1: Are you ready to throw the cigarettes away and make the switch? Look no further. Central Iowa Vapors has you covered. Every single one of our employees has once been in your shoes. Central Iowa Vapors is running a huge Black Friday sale with unbelievably low prices and amazing doorbusters. Stop by Central Iowa Vapors on Black Friday at 9 a.m. to throw the cigarettes away and make the switch for as low as $15.95. Central Iowa Vapors proudly serves Iowa with eight convenient locations. Visit iowaecigs.com for location details and always remember... It's not smoke, it's vapor.
4: Holidays are about family, traditions, and heritage. If you're Irish, Welsh, or Scottish, the only place to find unique Celtic gifts is a Celtic tradition. Open house Saturday the 25th and Sunday the 26th. Sample some Celtic sweets. A Celtic tradition.
3: 7672 Hickman
4: Road, Windsor Heights.
3: 1908 Draft House is the Metro's favorite sports bar. Dedicated to fans of Chicago baseball, University of Iowa, Iowa State, college basketball, and football. 1908 Draft House serves yummy food in a great sports atmosphere with tons of TVs. With locations in Johnston, Waukee, and Des Moines. And now opening their fourth Metro location in West Des Moines at 50th and E.P. True. Perfect for lunch, happy hour, dinner, or just to watch the game. Meet your friends at a 1908 near you today. Gentlemen, start your rubbins.
4: If you're a chef, a foodie, or a guy who likes to cook, we've got the perfect event for you. Guys Night Out, December 5th from 4 to 7 p.m. at Bolton and Hay. Come enjoy savory snacks and beer tastings while you check out the latest and greatest cooking supplies and accessories. Find the perfect kitchen equipment and utensils. Bolton and Hay, 2701 Delaware, Des Moines. And online at boltonhay.com. That's boltonhay.com. Don't miss Guys Night Out, December 5th from 4 to 7 p.m. We can really make you cook.
2: Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com.
5: You ever wonder what you look like with a full natural head of hair? We'll find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options.
4: You
3: found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans.
0: 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. It's the Kevin Miller Show. 1700 KBGG. Trent Connon and myself with you until uh, 2 o'clock here today. Time to talk some college football. Do so on a national basis. We'll bounce around college football as we do. Uh, with Bama Bob, and he joins us. Bama, Trenton Ken, happy Thanksgiving. Bama, how are you?
6: Same to you guys. I'm doing fantastic, and uh, I'm looking forward to a good weekend, we hope.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. we do. Uh, it's going to be great games, uh, no doubt about it. Bama starting on Friday with games of uh, some uh, significance, to to put it mildly. But where I'm going to yes. start with you, Bama, I'm going to throw you a curveball, uh, because this may be the first time mm, ever Florida-Florida uh, State are playing this weekend, Bama. <laughs> both teams have four wins. Can, and I don't, want you to, I don't want you to spend a lot of time on it because we've got some real games to cover. But just to, can you recall a Florida-Florida State game as meaningless as this one is going to be this weekend?
6: Not as meaningless for both teams. Um, you know, there's been ups and downs. You know, you know Bobby Bowden versus Ron Zook. And, you know, this, but really since Spurrier took over... Uh, you know, say for the Zook years. You know, Muschamp years were a little lean, but Florida State had a lot to play for, but you know, if you combine the two teams, they're barely bowl eligible, and that, yeah. that's just, it's crazy. Um, Florida State's season just got totally derailed uh, week one mm-hmm. when, when Francois went out, and they've just never recovered, which is surprising to me, and a little bit of an indictment on, on Fisher and the recruiting or whatever, but You know, and McIlwain, of course, is already out at Florida. Chip Kelly rumors swirling around. He was never able to develop a quarterback. Um, I think the one with the least talent had the most smarts in Luke Del Rio, and he got hurt. Um, All the suspensions, everything else around that program, and whoever comes in is going to have a mess to clean up. And, oh, by the way, Mark Rick says thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, down at Miami. And, uh, I mean, I I really can't recall this game in the last 20, 25 years where it's really not mattered to either team. It's always mattered to one or the other, and many times both. But but this one, it is so far off the radar that, um, I mean, it's a rivalry game, but I mean, I don't, think, I don't even think it's a good game. No, I mean, no. I, I don't, there's just not much talent on the field.
1: Well, there's a little uh, game happening down in your state that <laughs> yeah, has a, a little bit of importance. Auburn, Alabama. Bama, you've been around these games for a long time. How does this one rate? You had Cam Newton and everything going on there. Of course, we know what happened with the kick-six game. Uh, how's the right. buildup been this week?
6: Uh, this, is, this is as good as it gets, guys. The Newton game, you got to remember Alabama had already lost twice that year. Um, Auburn had already clinched the West, and we're really playing for not only a spot in the SEC championship game, but back then the old BCS title game, which which they ultimately got in and won. Um it, it's you go back and look since two thousand and eight and it's really incredible to think that in, in the span of almost ten years, if if whoever if, if whoever wins this game but they can keep winning will get into the playoff and, you know, possibly play for a national championship. You know, we know how many times Alabama's done it, you know, six now under Saban, but Auburn has been there twice and looking to go a third time and it, it's It's just incredible, and you know, listen, Alabama for the first time in a long time, in a lot of people's minds—not not theirs, but you know, certainly pundits, fans, Auburn supporters—seems vulnerable. I mean, they go back to that Mississippi State game when they really struggled Mm -hmm. against the run to stop the run to, you know, basically had to pull that game out in the last thirty seconds because of great quarterback play and. We saw what Auburn did against Georgia. How that was, you know, not even competitive. So, listen, this place. I don't know what the game itself is going to be like, but I know that the build-up to it is just going to be off the charts in terms of electricity in the stadium, in terms of, you know, just this craziness. If you is, is the only way I know how to put it. this is this is always the game of the year in this state. Ever since Nick Saban's been there, say maybe his first year, it's meant a lot to somebody. Uh, but this is, the, this is really the first time since 2010, I think, where people look at these teams as maybe being evenly matched. Um, Auburn, Carrion Johnson has just, uh, you know, if he has another couple of good games, he's going to throw himself right into the Heisman race. Uh, you know, Jarrett Stidham has finally figured out the offense that Melzom wants to run. Both sides are great. Up front. Uh, Alabama, I think, has the best player on the field in Calvin Ridley. They got the coolest customer in Jalen Hurts, but it's going to be a dogfight, and I don't know who's going to win. I mean, in years past, yeah, you, you kind of had a feel for who was going to win. This year, I have no idea, but it, it, it is as big as I can remember. Uh, certainly within, I don't know, in the last 20 to 25 years, the build up to it, and it's all because of the injuries and everything that Alabama has. And Auburn, I think, really sees this as their chance. And they have everything to play for as well because they win the next two games during the playoff.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Talking college football with Bama Bob. Bama, let's do the Big Ten uh, with Ohio State and Michigan. Look, Michigan wasn't very good last year. They they maybe, thanks to a call that didn't go their way at the end of the game, prevented them from from leaving the shoe with with a W. Uh, There's talk this morning that Harbaugh's in negotiations to sign a lifetime deal with Michigan. Uh, I kind of hope he does. I like the you know, I hope he stays in the Big Ten. I do. Uh, but the game, Bama, probably won't be close. We know a Corn can't play, and he's, look, it looks like he's going to you know, be forced to play quarterback with Peters. Very questionable at yeah. this point. It's a rivalry. The game is uh, at the big house. Do you give Michigan even a they got a defense, a puncher's chance? Yeah,
6: man. It can't, it's so hard. The only thing I'll say, you mentioned it being in the big house. I mean, JT Barrett has really struggled on the road this year, and you know, but Michigan, Michigan is so much reminds me of Florida just with a better defense. They, they just struggle so much, so mightily on offense to get anything going, anything sustained, any kind of consistency. They don't really have a dominant run game. We know their struggles a quarterback. They don't have any playmakers, you know, that can just take the top off the defense. Um, they're going to need, I think, to play, they're going to have to play. Almost a perfect game, and still get some help from Ohio State because you know, look, Ohio State for one. You know, forget playoff, forget Big Ten. Or, I mean, or Urban Meyer when he came to Ohio State. I mean, he won't even say Michigan by name it's that school up north.
7: Mm-hmm.
6: And um, you know, I, I just I don't see a way in it out of it for Michigan. I don't know what the weather's going to be. If it's going to be you know one of these cold, rainy, you know, crappy Big Ten weather days, I think that would help Michigan a little bit. Uh, maybe cause a few turnovers, but, uh, you know, you got You have to like Ohio State in the game. Uh, the 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 Harbaugh thing with the lifetime contract, I find that interesting. I'm with you. I like the guy. I hope he stays, but you know, kind of look everywhere he's been, you know, Stanford and then the 49ers, and, uh, you know, he's kind of worn his welcome out after four or five years, and I don't know that that's happening here, but, you know, they've been just, there was a great piece on ESPN, and we talked about it, uh, you know, before last week's game. They're just out of the consciousness right now, and, and that's just crazy to think the way they started the year, and they're an afterthought of behind so many other teams. And, uh, but, you know, who are you going to get this better? Who are you going to get that loves that school more? Mm-hmm. Um, the whole lifetime thing, I'm not sure that I like that necessarily because, you know, can, if a coach can get complacent, I don't know that he will. I'm not saying that he will, but when you get that much power and autonomy, at some point, maybe it's not a great thing. But you know, signing to a ten-year contract, paying whatever he wants, and you know, ten years is a lifetime in, in this business anyway. So, uh, you've got to like Ohio State, Ken. I, I don't see a way out of it for Michigan. But rivalry games, crazier things have happened for sure.
1: You know, there's been talk of uh, not just two SEC teams, but maybe two ACC schools with Miami and Clemson finding their way in. Miami lose a tight one to Clemson. Can you envision that scenario? It's one thing with the SEC and and what they've built over the last 10, 12 years. It's another with the ACC. Can you envision that scenario actually playing out?
6: I I can't, but I think you, you hit it. On the head, Trent. I think it's just reputation. If if everybody's talking about if two are going to get in, it's going to be Alabama and Georgia. Uh, you know, if Alabama wins tomorrow, or it wins Saturday, and then loses a close SEC championship game, uh, you know the SEC champions got to go in. And you know, if everything breaks right, and you got a bunch of two loss, you know, say Clemson, uh, you know, were to, you know, were to lose to South Carolina and beat Miami, that kind of thing. Uh, I think on merit? Yes. Uh, I you know on in reality no. I think it's just going to come down to that ACC Championship game. It's going to be a quarterfinal and and you know Miami you know are they ready to win it? I think I think they're ready to win it. Not saying they are, but you know they're going to have to go on the road now. They're they're done with their home games because you know they go to Pitt Saturday, which we talked about last week could be a tricky spot with the weather and everything up there, you know third of an empty stadium and they have to create their own energy. Then they got Charlotte uh, or the ACC championship game against Clemson in Charlotte. And of course, if they win that, they go on the road. They notoriously don't travel well. They don't bring a ton of fans anywhere they go. They never have. Um, but I'll say this. I think they're ready in as much as I don't think the stage of the game is going to be too big for them. Can they win? I don't know because they're going to play some really, really good, they're going to face better teams than they faced all year. Let's put it that way. uh, If, if they get in uh, starting with Clemson, but I don't think the, I don't think it's going to frighten them. I don't, I think they're going to embrace it. I think they're going to bring the swagger. They've got a coach that's been there before. It's his second year. They got a quarterback. And what do you have? If you have that Ken,
0: you got a chance, Bama.
6: Exactly. And they, they got one and they got a great defense. I mean, they have a, they have playmakers on defense and we saw it in the Virginia game. They kind of, you know, they, they flipped it and got him rolling, but uh, I love what he's done down there. I thought it was kind of an odd fit when he left Georgia to go down there to Miami, uh, but as we said before, you you, can, you get kids within 30 miles of campus, and you can build yourself a national championship contender every year, and that's what he's done, and with the other two programs being down, who knows who's going to take the reins at Florida. Uh, Chip Kelly seems to be the guy, mm-hmm. but I think he, I think UCLA is going to make a big push. They are. Uh, I think you know we know Tennessee is open. A and M's probably coming open. Yep. Uh, Arkansas is going to be open. Not that Florida is going to compete with them. So I think they need to get Kelly locked up if that's who they want. Uh, because if they don't, they're going to be going against a bunch of high profile teams for their next coach. And you know, they let's face it, they've whiffed on the last two in and must and McIlwain.
0: Great, great points, Bama. Let, let's end it there. You know, when, when you mentioned Chip Kelly, there's, there's, there, I've seen stuff come out today that Chip Kelly actually signed uh, his contract with Florida, but there was a clause in there that he had like three or four days. Uh, to, to to listen to other opportunities. But after that window closes, it's a very brief window. So let me put it on you, Bama, because I, I Trent and I talked about this to start the show. If you're Chip Kelly, Florida's won national championships within the last, you know, just rel- say, say decade. Uh, UCLA's got to compete with USC. Chip Kelly gets, he knows the Pac-12. UCLA right. is an Under Armour school. Apparently, Chip Kelly's still got the relationship with Phil Knight and Nike, and that might be a hurdle. If it's up to you, where would you go, Bama? Would you take UCLA or Florida? You know, Ken, I, got, I think i go with UCLA. I mean, I don't know what. And it's
6: not just because I think he can win easier there, because I think Chip Kelly's good enough that he could win anywhere. Uh, you know, listen, Nick Saban, as much as you think, he's not going to be at Alabama forever. I mean, he's 66 years old. Incredibly. He's the youngest 66-year-old I've ever seen. But, I, you know, what what does Kelly want? Does he want the Does he want the ego? Is the ego going to take over and say, you know, I can? His West Coast offense that he ran in Oregon and tried to run in the pros really seems a better fit at UCLA. He, like you said, he knows the area. He he's recruited the West Coast. Florida can kind of recruit itself a little bit, and if you get a guy there that that has that has had the success that Kelly has, you know, you do get credibility. Um, you do get connections to the NFL. Forget his record. You know, he's he's put players there. He's coached areas, all the connections. Um, I think UCLA is a better fit for him. But, you know, Florida is one of the top, I think, one of the top seven, eight jobs, at least in the country, because of the facilities, of the money, the alumni, the recruiting base. Uh, you know, he, he's going to go up against, you know, the best of the best in Georgia and Alabama and Auburn and LSU and, and Tennessee when they get straightened out so uh you know that's going to be a challenge there's a lot more pressure at Florida I'll tell you that than there is at, at, at UCLA you see that the last two coaches really haven't lasted very long and it's you know since Urban Meyer left and you know if he gets there and is getting seven eight million bucks a year they're going to expect SEC East titles within a couple of years if they don't get them he's going to hear He's going to hear the Wolves. I don't think you're going to get that at UCLA.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Bama, we will reconvene Monday at 1240 and recap the final regular season weekend of the college football season. Thank you, Bama. Happy Thanksgiving.
6: Same to you and yours, Ken. Everybody enjoy your family and be safe, please. All right, buddy. Thanks, take
0: take care. Take, uh, Bama Bob talking college football. Uh, on a national perspective, do you have an opinion on Iowa State, K-State this week? If I mean, I know you like to dabble. Yeah. <laughs> If I was
1: forced to bet your
0: money? Yeah, would you? I'd flip a coin. It's one of those games, isn't it? I kind of feel the same way. Now, Tommy Birch tweeted today that uh, he kind of gets the sense Kemp's the guy. Really? Yeah, that Kemp, if he's healthy, and apparently he's uh, trending in that direction, that he's going to get the opportunity to play. That makes me more confused. It
1: doesn't help solidify my position one way or the other. Well, we'll you know what's going to happen. Iowa State will get out to
0: a big lead and blow it, right? I mean, isn't no, that what always happens K-State against Kansas State? the story, yeah. yeah. But Jesse Ertz isn't playing. Nah. Um, Scottie Thompson is. By the sound, he's a dual threat quarterback. He can move. Yes, he can. can chuck it a little bit, too.
1: I, I have no feeling there. I have no feeling in the Black Friday, Iowa, Nebraska game. I don't either. It's either I, I was going to run through them and
0: score a bunch. Should there be more buzz about this game? I mean, yeah. this, is, this is the air quote rivalry, right? Yeah. This is the border war that the Big Ten wants to be in that rivalry status. Six and five versus four and seven. That's just it. That's just
1: it. Did you see this? Uh, Iowa, of course, Kirk Ferenson, his great contract. Yeah. It'll be bumped up even more with the victory. I saw the yeah, the bonuses that he gets. Yes. That's going uh, to <laughs> resonate well. Not it? only that, just getting to seven wins. Uh, he can earn over the next two months a little over a million dollars in bonuses still. This They're year. still on the table that's for this year's for this performance? Year. Another million dollars. Yes, and uh, he gets an extra 2.4 million added to his buyout if they win, because seven and five is that trigger of the clause. An extra 2.4 mil to the buyout. Like the buyout that comes from Patrick Vint over at Go Iowa Awesome.
0: Yeah, so how's that website doing?
1: I don't know, to be honest. You know, they went independent from SB Nation. Yeah. I still enjoy the content. The guys crack me up. Do they? I, I,
0: never, I never go there for whatever reason.
1: And you know what? I honestly, I don't go to the website. It's just I follow my Twitter. Okay. And that's what it is. Funny group of guys. Yeah, I, I don't know how it worked out, though, making that separation from SB Nation. I haven't heard anything there.
0: We'll take a time out. Now, Mitch Holt is scheduled to join us next to NFL Conversation. The Chiefs play here on 1700 KBGG. Uh, we will get into Chiefs and Bills. Boy, oh, boy. Chiefs should wallop them. Should. Should. Should wallop the Giants. Well, that's just it, right? They've lost four out of their last five. Tyrod Taylor's getting the start. for They have to win. I mean, I'm talking about the Chiefs. They Mm -hmm. have to win this week. Mitch Holtis joins us next. Trent and I are here until 2. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG.
3: News. Talk. Sports. Yeah. We got all that online at 1700KBGG.com.
7: Are you looking for a solid career that offers great benefits with the time at home you desire? How about earning $70,000 a year plus starting from year one? If this sounds good, come join our growing team at ADM. We offer a complete benefits package including 401k, health, life, dental, and vision. And we even offer a pension plan. With ADM, you'll get paid vacation, personal days, and holidays. Oh, and don't forget $70,000 a year to start. Drivers must possess a Class A CDL with hazmat tanker and passport or be able to obtain a passport within the first 60 days of employment. Don't wait. Call ADM today at 515 265 8437. That's 515 265 8437. Or visit us at ADM.com forward slash careers. ADM requires successful completion of a pre-employment drug screening and background check. ADM is an equal opportunity employer for minorities, females, protected veterans, and individuals with a disability.
1: This is Trent Condon from 1700 KBGG. If you text and drive, you're just as dangerous as someone who is drunk at twice the legal limit. Make zero fatalities your goal and focus on the road.
3: Looking for your next holiday tradition? Well,
4: look no further. A holiday light tour presented by Luxor Limousines. Custom-built routes including jolly holiday lights. Two, three, and even four-hour tours. From the smallest to the largest groups.
8: Google Luxor Limousines Des Moines. That's Luxor with two X's. Right now at the Home Depot, get your choice of select Milwaukee power tools for just 99 bucks. That's a pro Black Friday price, well ahead of Black Friday. Milwaukee means top-of-the-line, pro-grade tools. And right now, you can get exactly the right tool for the job or the Christmas tree. So hurry, the holidays will be gone before you know it. So will these. Select Milwaukee the Power Tools, now just 99 bucks, only at The Home Depot. More seeing, more doing. Vow through November 29th, U.S. only, while supplies last. Okay, let's go over our Macy's Black Friday shopping strategy. First, set the alarm. Check, can't miss these doorbusters. Look for big savings. Designer shoes, men's and women's coats. Leave no sale unturned. Beauty sets, great home items. And take an extra 10 to 20% off select items with our Macy's card or savings pass. Ready? Let's go! Victory is ours!
2: Shop Macy's Black Friday doorbusters 5 p.m. till 2 a.m. Thanksgiving, 6 a.m. till 1 p.m. Friday. Savings off sale prices. Exclusions apply.
4: Greater Des Moines Habitat for Humanity's new Restore is now open in Urbandale. Donations of home improvement items to Restore are sold to the public to support Habitat's mission of building homes, communities, and hope. So donate, shop, and volunteer at your nearest Restore on East Euclid or in Urbandale.
3: Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG.
0: All right, welcome back. Final segment of the week, abbreviated week for Trent and It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. We are off on Thursday and Friday. Now, you mentioned the UNI's in the, uh, they're in Atlantis. Yes. So they'll be playing some basketball, which may interrupt some of our wall-to-wall NFL coverage tomorrow, correct? Yeah,
1: it starts tonight. We'll have the game against SMU this evening. Panthers a a seven-and-a-half-point dog to SMU. Uh if they win, they'll take on more than likely Arizona in the semifinals. Oh, no, that'll be an easy one. Yeah. <laughs> nothing like number three, right, in right. the country. Uh if they lose though, they'll play same time eight thirty tomorrow night. So we'll have the Panthers. We'll have Westwood one. We'll have it all. We got you covered. And uh you and I, Kansas City
0: Chiefs, Westwood one. Pretty good combo we're building. No, over no here. question about it. No doubt about it. Now it looked better when the Chiefs were six and four. And There'll be, you know, certainly lots of season left, and they still have that two-game lead uh, in their uh, in their division at six and four. Chargers play tomorrow. That's a big, big spot. Big, big spot tomorrow uh, for the Chargers. They take on the Cowboys. It's a big game for both teams. I mean, the Cowboys are floundering right now, as you know, uh, as the Eagles pull further and further away. So, big game for both teams. Um, Mitch Holt is coming up here momentarily. We still got to get our picks in. Uh, what do we have, Trent Condon? We got Mitch Holtis. We also got another
1: caller on the line, Jeff. But let's get to Mitch and talk a little Chiefs. Indeed, uh, uh, Mitch.
0: Uh, happy Thanksgiving. How are you, Mitch Holtis?
5: I am. Uh, I am. Hey, happy Thanksgiving to you too. We're we're uh, we're trying to get back on track. Yeah.
0: What's so. what's gone wrong, Mitch? I mean, such a great start to the season, five and zero, losing four out of their last five. Uh the Giants game was a head scratcher to me, as it was to all your fan base.
5: Can can you it? Well, them? it was a. Uh... No, I think it's somewhat been sequential. Uh, I think it really goes back to the end of the Houston game, which was the end of the five and zero start, where Deshaun Watson had kind of just turned into a seven on seven tournament, Yeah. and he just started flinging it down there to the Andre Hopkins, and it just kind of created a little bit of frustration at the end of that game. Then the Pittsburgh game, close. Loss, real chance to win. The short week, close loss. Mm-hmm. Oakland game where they got three redos to to win it. And I think it's just accumulated and built built up. Um, and so now it's it's seriously it's a situation. And it's you got to hear me out on this. It's almost now like guys are trying too hard to do stuff. Like I'm going to drag you with me and I'm going to do it. Well, that's that sometimes can be. Is damaging and not giving enough effort. So this team just needs to calm down. They've got to kind of recalibrate their sights, if you will. I put it out on Twitter, and I've been just criticized for it and eaten alive, but I want people to understand it. Ken, here's the deal. The Chiefs have a two-game lead in the division with well. six games to go. This franchise has never won back-to-back division titles, never. Your Broncos have done it. Chargers have done it. Raiders have done it. Chiefs have never done it. They go, you're lowering your sights. No, I'm not. To give a hunting analogy, it's like sometimes now, because of what you're in, you're probably not gonna get a one seed or two seed, you now focus on winning your division. That means you get a home playoff game, at least one, and then go from there. You know, follow the blood trail of something smaller to, to get you to something bigger. And this team can still, you know, everything's in front of them. But they've just got to settle down and Kind of just get after buffalo and not try to do too much. stay within yourself, but do all you can within the job you have to do.
1: Mitch, uh, the disappointment still lingers, as you mentioned, there's still a lot out there as as this team, you kind of look at what has gone wrong. I saw you know, there was some talk about maybe becoming a little bit more too predictable, some tendencies falling back into those kind of traps. Have you seen that at all?
5: The only thing that should tip me off. Uh, and I think, the, and I know the team is looking at that. Was Landon Collins of the Giants, who's the second or third year safety from Alabama, a really good player? Really good. good. Player. Yep. Uh, he might have had the best game a defensive player has had against the Chiefs. Man, I would say since twenty twelve, Von Miller or something. Mm. It was like Collins knew when they were going to run because he would be up at the line of scrimmage, being an extra unblocked guy, at the very last second to hit Kareem Hunt. Then you're thinking, well, influence him and go over the top of him. Then he's back there on the pass play. I mean, so is something tipping him off? I I don't know. But when I watched Landon Collins play, I thought that a little bit of like, well, how did he know? Is he just guessing right? Because he guessed right about 100% of the time in that game with 14 tackles playing and picks being back or front when he needed to be
0: what uh what are they going to do to get kareem hunt going again mitch he was so good early in the season and uh i look he's still a really good player that's I, I don't want to make that impression out there that uh that kareem hunt uh there's any luster off him at all however uh, the the yards they're down a little bit lately is it is it a rookie wall yeah. what are they doing differently to, to contain him
5: they're sending in an extra blocker ken and they're doing it at the last frame so the Chiefs, a couple things they can do is go on a quicker count. You just line up and go. You go to red ball, which is a quick, you know, a rhythm or a tempo offense. Uh, or, I mean, you play pass over that defender that comes into the box late. Pittsburgh showed the blueprint. That's, that's what Pittsburgh did, and everybody else has kind of done it ever since. And there's countermeasures to it, but it's created a real problem for the offensive line. Because let me just go through the sequence. The play is called. You got to do it within 20 seconds. The center comes to the line, or well, the quarterback. Center does it first. He, he designates the mic backer. Football's an odd-numbered game. Eleven players, seven points, three points for field goals. But the, there's an odd number in the field, so your mic designation gives you you declare six one side, five the other. They don't line up all in single file. So that now dictates your blocking calls. Mm-hmm. The quarterback can change it. And it happens frequently. It all happens in just seconds. So what's happening is Chiefs will make a call, line call, maybe a check, and then in the next nanosecond, some like a plane coming out of the clouds, an opponent player shows up defensively, usually a safety, that throws the play completely off. So there's got to be some countermeasures to that. As I mentioned, there's a couple things you can do and uh, look at it. But it's almost like if you hit a couple of those passing plays, you kind of break them of of cheating a little bit, not cheating, but a breaking of kind of, you know, jumping into your kind of countermeasure, then all of a sudden that run game will open up. I still think it's coming. It could come this week against the Bills. This Bills team likes to take it away. They're a very capable defensive team, but these two teams are very similar. Hot starts and trying to figure it out and uh, regroup and rego.
0: Uh, Papa John's, let's talk about them. It's Thanksgiving. Uh, Look, I got outvoted. I wanted pizza, but the turkey's going to rule tomorrow. But I know what we're doing on Friday. The hell with leftovers. Uh, Tell us about Papa John's, Mitch.
5: Did you get a Canadian turkey? Did you order one in? We
0: did, and that's, you know, the kind of one that
5: Saskatoon turkey. You did it. You got the Saskatoon turkey. Very,
0: very fortunate at the Millers.
5: (laughs) Question to a question. Yes. Trent can get on this. Okay. Can you get tryptophan from... Pizza.
0: At the end,
1: whoa. Hmm.
5: Can yeah, you get narcolepsy? Pizza. Turkey pizzas. Well, that's still, it's not all turkey. It's like mostly pizza all and right. some turkey. So here's an idea. Maybe you have this turkey
0: yeah
5: and then put a little pizza sauce oh, on it. No, Donaldson will do that.
0: Of course he will. Yeah.
5: So you have a turkey pizza. Well, that's mostly pizza, a little bit of turkey. Take mostly turkey, a little bit of pizza. Mm. Donaldson's will do that. They'll figure it out. Just asking for the formula. They probably have it up there in their secret uh, lab in Johnston.
0: are still working on it. Good stuff, Mitch Holtz. Happy Thanksgiving, my friend. We'll talk to you next week.
5: Same to you guys.
0: Thank you. Mitch Holt is the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, home and away all season long. They have to win, Trent. They will. They'll get it done. They will. Well, that's a sounds like a
1: lock. Do you have five more? Oh, is it time for picks? It's time
0: for picks. No, did I win the week?
1: No, you, I was 2-2-1. Two, 2-2-1, two two, two I eked out a 3-2. and Is your T box, fire away, okay. or do you want me to do first? You, uh, I'll I'll take it, I'll take it, go ahead. I'll take the honors, and I'm going to start at Thanksgiving, that's right, tomorrow, early game, eleven thirty 30 kickoff, the Lions and the Vikings, I've been on the Vikings the last couple of weeks, I've given you a couple of winners, so what do you do? You never go against a streak, right? And yeah. Yeah. Well, I am here. I'm going with the Detroit Lions, grabbing the two and a hook. Case Keenum has to become Case Keenum at some point. That's my thought process. Mm-hmm. Give me going. the Lions and the two and a hook. One more in the NFL. This one's just a little funky. A-, a weird line. The Saints are as good as anybody right now in football. The Rams struggled against those Vikings last week. But the Rams are still favored by two and a half. Everybody's on the Saints. I'll go the other way. I'll lay the two and the hook, and I will take the Los Angeles Rams. We go over to college football. Start with Black Friday. It'll be Pittsburgh hosting the U. I faded the U last week with Virginia. I'll go back to the well again. Give me the Panthers getting 13 and a hook. And it is the, what do they call it? The Some deep hate, something like that. Georgia, Georgia Tech. I got the Rambler direct. Getting 11 and a half in this one. Maybe look ahead spot for Georgia. My best bet of the week, and this one jumped off the page at me. To the SEC we go. Arkansas got off to the nice start, collapsed as they normally do under Bielema. Missouri's just throttling people. Only yes, got to they lay 10.5. They've been putting up 50 a week. How did Purdue sh- crush that team in week two? That is baffling in its own right. What I know here is I'm going to take the Tigers. Big points, big victory. I'll lay the 10.5 with confidence in my best bet. My bets again Missouri, Pittsburgh, Georgia Tech. The Lions and the Rams in the NFL were right at five hundred thirty-two 32 and 32. Try to get over the 500 mark. Over to you, Ken. All
0: right. We have no choice, no chance of getting to the 500 mark, Trent. But nonetheless, let's give a five-pack. Starting the NFL, Carolina's at the New York Jets. I still like this Carolina football team. The Jets have had a much better season than anybody thought. Uh, It's going to be the Giants that are in the quarter. Well, they're both in the hunt for a quarterback, but I think the Giants will have the better pick than the Jets. Carolina uh, will cover the 4.5. Tennessee at Indy. I'm surprised at this point spread. It's 3.5. Tennessee's fighting for a playoff. In the Indies, well, Indy. The Colts are floundering as they have been for the last couple of years. I'll take Tennessee laying 3.5. To the college game, Ohio State and Michigan. If Peters doesn't play, and I don't think he's going to, we know John O'Korn can't. Ohio State, the number's 12. Michigan's got a really good defense, but I think that they'll cover that. Ohio State minus 12, pick number one. I'm going to go to the Iron Bowl. I'm taking Auburn. I like Auburn and the points, four and a half in this game. I think this is the first time in a long time that Alabama's vulnerable in this spot. I know a couple of years ago in the pick six or the kick six rather that it went Auburn's way, but I still thought Bama was the better team going into it. This year I'm not sold. For that reason I'll take Auburn. My best bet of the week, Trent, Kansas and Oklahoma State. How many points will the Jayhawks score in this game? 17. 17? Will Oklahoma State put up 60? If they want to show up. If you're going to give me 41 points, (laughs) I'm going to take the 41 points. Kansas or not Kansas. 41 points in a Power 5 game? That's the number. Kansas plus 41. That's your best bet. It's my best bet of the week. That's 41 points.
1: Folks, Ken's 10 games
0: under 500. <laughs> Keep that in mind. Uh we're <laughs> out of here for the week. The Jayhawks. You the go Jayhawks. into Thanksgiving with the Jayhawks and 41. I've got a 41 nothing head start. Oh, so good. We shall see. Uh have a great weekend. Have a safe weekend. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your football. Uh, We hope you enjoy our program. We do our damnedest from noon to 2, Monday through Friday. We talk local sports with you. Uh, It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG.
3: Hey, it's Tiki Barber and Brandon Tierney. We are Tiki and Tierney, giving you the big scoop on all the games. Afternoons on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Boom! Black and Cardinal Divide is the first website dedicated to the Cyhawk rivalry. We cover both the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones.
4: This is Cody, and I cover Iowa State.
1: And I'm Derek, his younger brother, who covers the Hawkeyes.
4: We'd like to encourage you to jump over to bcdivide.com. Tune in Wednesdays and Thursday nights as we
3: will talk all things Cyclones and Hawkeyes. Jump over to bcdivide.com. Join us for daily banter and our social media pages at bcdivide. As brothers and
4: fans of different teams, we grew up with a heated Cyhawk rivalry within our own family. Join us at bcdivide.com to embrace the rivalry.
2: Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com.
4: restaurant
1: an important
3: message from medicare
1: it's medicare open enrollment now through december 7th time to go
3: online and look at all your medicare plan choices like prescription drug plans and medicare advantage plans from private insurers look for lower costs more benefits I'm open to that. Every year, plans change. So can your health needs. Open to something better?
1: Start today. Use the tools at Medicare.gov. Or call 1-800-MEDICARE. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Ace is
0: the place with the
3: helpful hardware, folks. This Friday only. Save up to 50% on select gifts throughout the store. Plus, save 50% on 300-count Celebrations LED Christmas lights, now just $9.99 after instant savings. And for even more savings, print out our online coupon to save 50% on a regularly priced item under $30. So save big on Black Friday all day long at your neighborhood Ace. Coupon valid on November 24th, limit one. Exclusions apply. See coupon. Lights offer valid for Ace Rewards members. Only at participating stores. Okay,
8: let's go over our Macy's Black Friday shopping strategy. First, set the alarm. Check. Can't miss these doorbusters. Look for big savings. Designer shoes, men's and women's coats. Leave no sale unturned. Beauty sets, great home items. And take an extra 10 to 20% off select items with our Macy's card or savings pass. Ready? Let's go. Victory is
2: ours. Shop Macy's Black Friday doorbusters, 5 p.m. till 2 a.m. Thanksgiving, 6 a.m. till 1 p.m. Friday. Savings off sale prices. Exclusions apply.
8: The Home Depot has holiday inflatables, tons of holiday inflatables. And because Black Friday savings have already started, you can get 25% off over 30 of your favorite holiday characters. Nobody has more outdoor holiday yard decor. Together, we're going all out to the front yard. With 25% off holiday inflatables, The Home Depot, more saving, more doing. Offer valid November 16th through 22nd. Limit three per customer. See store for details.
7: 515-